From the broadcast booth to a courtside seat to the post-game locker room, nobody's closer to the action than our guys. I think living in the in the moment uh, and being uh, exceedingly grateful for the longevity because there are a lot of guys that started when I did that aren't doing it anymore. This is the Press Box. What a great sentiment from our buddy Tim Brando on this Father's Day weekend to be grateful for uh, what we get to do for a living. Mike Grace inside the Breakline Optics Studios just playing some radio, guys, with my buddy J.D. Byers down in Mobile, voice of the South Alabama Jaguars. And speaking of grateful, how about our next two guests? They come to us live from Omaha, Nebraska, side of the College World Series, where the Auburn Tigers will open up their run towards a national championship uh, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Central Time, against the Ole Miss Rebels, familiar foe out in uh, Omaha. Let's give these guys a war eagle. Bring them in right here. A little War, war eagle. War eagle, that's a good one. Where's President Bush with W? War eagle. Oh, he knows how to do that and maybe one more we need a good karunk what about karunk, karunk as uh, we get to get our buddies bradlaw andy bircham from omaha fellas and uh, bo and bo that's right bo is with us as well from from, from it, and by the way that leads me to brad's tweet yesterday uh is this heaven and uh, the answer was no this is this is omaha but it's pretty close andy bircham how are you sir I'm well, gentlemen, and how are you this fine morning? We're we're fantastic, man. Look, I I hate to, I don't want to make this a a, a downer, but you were at the College World Series a few years ago uh, under very different circumstances. You were filling in for your best friend in the world who we had just tragically lost. Um, This this year has to be special um, because you, you get to hopefully enjoy it a little bit more. Is that a fair thing for me to say? You know, it is. I enjoyed it in 2019. I mean, anytime you get an opportunity to be here in, in Omaha and, and finish your season in Omaha, it's special. Uh, that was that was a very different time. Uh, it was just a couple weeks after the passing of Rod and Paul to Bramblett. And, and uh, I was going to be here anyway. It would, it would have just been with Rod at that point. And I always tell this story. I mean, Rod got to do so much in his career and he got to call two national championship football games. He got to call a final four in basketball, but it started for Rod in baseball. And this was the time of the year that he looked forward to the most. And we we all know what that feeling is like to get to call it one of your your teams in the postseason in, in whatever sport, but he really enjoyed the baseball postseason and the runs in the regional and the super regional and, um, I'm blessed to, to, to be here to work with Brad this time and, uh, and to get ready to, to call a, a really inspiring Auburn baseball team that, that opens play tomorrow night at 6 o'clock against another really good team in Ole Miss. And, uh, Andy, Brad as well, um, if you've already told the story, because I've, I've been in El Paso seeing my son in the Army, uh, I apologize, but in Omaha – uh, after a trip now to the Supers out in Corvallis, did you guys uh, also get a Tesla? Have you told that story yet on our show about what happened out in Corvallis? That is just great radio. Brad, you need to take this one. Yeah, I'll take this. So uh, we had a devil of a time trying to find any cars yeah, to rent. And we, a, have a, yeah. we have a yeah, we have one company that we go through, and there was nothing available through them from a, from a corporate perspective, <clears throat> and so. I mean, we're getting on the plane. We're getting in the plane. Let Evil Can Evil get on the plane. We're getting in the plane, ready to go out to Corvallis. And one of the assistant coaches' wives says, look, we've just been renting cars 
we could we scooped up anything we could find it's a tesla but you can have it if you want it well what what we didn't what a lot of people didn't know is that we're about we stayed about 70 miles outside of corvallis this sounds so like a jerry clower story we, we had a lot of dry yet yeah, a lot of Jerry Clower stories that centered around electric cars. That's a good point, J.D. Um, <laughs> um, so we thought, well, we got to have a car. We've got to have yeah. something. So fine, we'll, we'll have a – so they had to – I literally had to learn. I had to have driving lessons for how to drive this Tesla at the, uh, at the airport in Portland. They said, we'll ride with you, and this man that – God love him – I could hardly understand because of the mask and because of the language barrier. He's trying to teach me how to drive a Tesla. And, I, you oh, know, gosh. there's a certain number of times you're going to ask him to repeat himself before you just feel dumb yourself. So, I, OK, all right, great. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. <clears throat> and Andy will shake his head. At, yeah, <laughs> I knew he'd shake his head at that. <laughs> He's seen me do it. So, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Whatever. Let's just go. Let's ride. Got four wheels and a that, steering wheel. Let's go. That is Brad's mantra in life. Oh, I'll be fine. No, let's go. <laughs> Adventures in babysitting. Stop worrying. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fine. Let's go. What's the worst that can happen? So, um, so we get to the hotel, and you know you have to plug in a Tesla. You don't have to spend eight dollars a gallon on gas. You yeah. can plug it in at night. And I learned that uh, Tesla's will charge overnight using the same kind of plug that you would use to, you know, plug in your, your drill or, your uh, or Christmas lights yeah. or your weed eater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem is that electric cars will only charge to the tune of about three miles per hour. So overnight, even if you plug it in 12 hours, you can only go about 36 miles on that charge. Whoa. <gasps> so, yep. And we've got 70. Thankfully, there are supercharging stations and a lot of them out west. And uh, so we had to we had to actually drive to plug in the car before we could get to the ballpark every day. Um, but it was interesting. It was a it was a new experience. And, you know, now we know how to drive an electric car if we ever have to do it again. I don't I don't laugh out loud a lot when I read like a tweet or something, but I <laughs> laughed out loud when Andy Bertram texted or tweeted. Thankfully, there was also a Red Robin next door. <laughs> well, there you yes. go. Red Robin. Hellas fries. Listen, listen. Supercharging station and Red Robin, 2-0. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. when we did not have that particular chain of, of burger before uh, the game, 0-1. Uh, well. Just saying. Yeah. Good stuff, sir. Uh, let's talk about this team, sir. What Butch Thompson has done with a club that, again, was picked dead last in the SEC West. Uh, to get them to this point, um, there may be some experts that are quote unquote experts, fellas, that are surprised. But Andy Burcham, Butch Thompson isn't surprised to have his team here, is he? No, and and I think that they're using that to their their benefit now. And and you know, last night it came out one of the the national te- or the national groups out there, which again just continues to give Auburn no credit yep. whatsoever. Yeah. None of them, I, I think one of them maybe picked Auburn to win the Oregon State Super Regional. I think one of their writers did. And, and now they, they, they went through and, and tried to pick who would win each bracket, and no one gives Auburn a chance. It just, I, I'm, I'm, I continue to be just amazed at how people just completely overlook this program. 
And then I'm not surprised because it happens all the time. And Brooks Thompson is not surprised anymore. I think it does bother him a little bit, but you know what? They get to play. So these guys don't, don't, don't tell us and they don't get the final say in, in who wins a ball game. And, um, and this Auburn team is, it's just playing well. And you've got a group of senior leaders in Brody Moore and Case and Howell and Carson Skipper and guys like that that have been here before that don't care what anyone else says. They're bad news. That's the mantra that they use. And um, they don't care if people give them credit or not. It doesn't matter. That's, this, is, this is the Auburn way, I think. And, uh, and then this Auburn team will get ready to play tomorrow night against Ole Miss. The resume speaks volumes, Brad, uh, of what has happened under the tutelage of a guy named Butch. I mean, um, it, it's just remarkable. It is. This is the second College World Series out of the last three that have been played, and they've done it different ways. You know, Auburn Auburn just, just steamrolled its way through its regional with Southeastern Louisiana, and we had their, their coach, Coach Reiser, on the show couple of days before the regional started. We know what that team did. It had Florida State and UCLA. And I thought it was interesting. Auburn's bullpen flat out shut everybody down for about a month before the postseason started. And then those primary bullpen pieces didn't have to pitch because of how Auburn performed offensively in the regional. And it's like we all of a sudden forgot how good that bullpen has been consistently not one weekend not where not something you could chalk up to well they're just on a good run but consistently and it almost became something that people used against Auburn or 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 like Auburn had to apologize for ransacking everybody in the regional and and you forget this team can win offensively but they can also win and have won consistently with defense and with pitching particularly on the back end you don't and I'm not this it's just the way it is. There's not a lot of holes on, on this team. You can't look at, well, they're not good defensively. Yeah, they are. Well, they're not good in the bullpen. Yeah, they are. They're very good in the bullpen. Starting pitching, consistent, and all three primary starters now are healthy going into to the College World Series, which is something Auburn didn't have. Remember, Tanner Burns wasn't healthy in 2019 when Auburn went into the College World Series. Uh, and, and offensively, with Cole Foster back in the lineup, there's some added pop. They're healthy from that perspective, too. They're good up the middle. They've got the co-player of the year in the dominant conference in college baseball at first base. Um, this this is a good team, and and they deserve their spot here in Omaha, and I think they'll show that here starting this weekend. That's Brad Law along with Andy Burcham, the uh, baseball crew that will work uh, the College World Series from Omaha, joining us live from the site of the College World Series. And, Andy, I don't think you can uh, – you know, you look at the, the contrast – in Auburn's NCAA tournament run that began with a 10-run first inning and got us to this point with a win with only three hits from from an offense that manufactured a couple of key runs. As Brad said, this team has shown in this postseason they can win a multitude of ways. That has to give this team confidence going into the weekend, regardless of, of how things go early in a game. Yeah, there was a writer in Oregon that, that, that said Auburn yawned through its regional. So it basically, as Brad said, he was basically saying that it was a negative that Auburn scored 51 runs in the regional, which I thought that was a pretty good thing, actually. <laughs> and we, we sat there at the, the second version of Red Robin, Tesla, 
charge station. <laughs> and and I, I remember saying, well, there's no way that Auburn wins this game four to three because the, the game before had been four to three. And that's exactly what happened. And Auburn held on to win it. And Blake Burkhalter came in and, and set down eight in a row, including the, the number one, two and three hitter in the ninth inning in front of over 4,000 strong at Oregon State. And don't forget, he, he, was, he entered the game, Andy, with runners at first yeah. and second and only one out right. and K'd the first two guys he saw to get out of that inning. And Carson Skipper did the same thing earlier in that game. He came in in the exact same situation with runners on base and and struck out the last two batters of that inning, and that's exactly what Blake Burkhalter did in the seventh. And he was, he was cruising at that point. Um, so yeah, this team has won in a multiple ways and, and Brad's I, I love that, that comment about Brad about the middle of this lineup. And that's one thing that reminds me of that 19 team, because up the middle in 19, you had Scott Sheffler behind the plate. You had Ryan bliss and Will Holland in the middle of the infield. And you had case and Howland center. Well, that's the one common denominator between 19 and 22. You've got Howland center. Let's go backwards. Foster and Brody Moore at shortstop, and Nate LaRue from uh, from J.D. Byers' part of the world and Mobile yeah. uh, at, at the catcher spot for Auburn. And that's, that's two really good areas for Auburn up the middle. Butch Thompson loves to talk about his guys up the middle, and that, that's Auburn's case this year as well. I wonder if you called Nate Lash, if he would even understand what that meant, <laughs> Lash LaRue, but maybe not old enough. Uh, I get it. Brad? You, you got Bo with you. It's Father's Day weekend. It's fitting. I'm so glad you guys are getting to enjoy that together. Uh, but, uh, Mike, I wish we had some, like, uh, Grammy music or something uh, bed because, as uh, Jackie Gleason said, how sweet it is to be in <laughs> Omaha. It's got to be great for Auburn. But uh, we did want our listeners to know is that Andy Bertram is not going to be able to be at his uh, National Sports Media Award Banquet in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to be awarded as a uh, top broadcaster in the country, representing the state of Alabama. We want to have a uh, – how about if we just do the uh, the quasi-award presentation? Oh, yeah, I've, here, got, I've got a fan. Congratulations, fan. cheers, and trophy. How about those? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Our award winner, Andy Bertram. And, and I heard Charles Barkley's going to be there. Uh, oh. Just a whole lot of stars. Uh, our buddy from uh, his uh, his host for the show, NBA. Uh, Ernie on. Johnson. Ernie. Ernie's going to be there. Yeah. Ernie Johnson. Yeah. But uh, if you got to miss it for something, uh, Andy, I guess uh, th- this will be just fine. Well, I, I told them when when they called to tell me about it, I said, I'll, I'll be glad to be there in, in Winston-Salem. I said, Unless Auburn's in the World Series, and then I'll be glad to miss this awards banquet. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, you'll be back though. We know that for sure. Uh, congratulations. Sorry you got to miss it, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. We're very proud Thank of you. Very keep, deserving. Very I deserving. Keep telling him, listen, if Chuck's going to be, if Chuckster's going to be there, he can take the private plane. That's my Ernie Johnson. <laughs> That's Johnson. Um, Not, bad. Could, Not bad. Not bad. He, he, he could take. He could take Buckley's <laughs> private plane, and I'll do one game by myself, for goodness sake, so he can go be recognized for the tremendous broadcaster that he is. I, I got what did I have on it, though. And what did I tell you? Not a chance. No, not a chance. no chance. <laughs> yeah. Look, I only got uh, three or four minutes here. I got one more baseball question and then a, another question. I'll throw the baseball at you, Andy. Um, the Ole Miss matchup. I mean, these are teams that, that certainly know yeah. one another a bunch, but they met on the opening weekend of SEC play way back in mid-March. 
what, if anything, from that series will matter come tomorrow night? I, I'm not sure anything matters because both teams are so different. And Brad ought to take this because I was doing basketball. That was that was the first weekend of NCAA tournament play. So Brad, Brad handled that weekend. But they're both different. Ole Miss did not face Joseph Gonzalez because Joseph was a pitching for Auburn. Auburn faced Ole Miss's starter tomorrow night as a reliever uh, in in that series. Ole Miss was the number one team in the country in that series and then went through a time where we didn't even know if they were going to make the postseason, let alone Omaha. So, and then there was a time where a lot of folks never thought Auburn would be in the postseason either. So there's a lot of things that have changed with this. The thing that impresses me the most about Ole Miss, not only did they win two re- two regionals on the road at Miami and, and and Hattiesburg, but they went to Hattiesburg last weekend and won 10 to nothing and five to nothing. They yeah. shut out the Golden Eagles on their home field in two straight games to win that Super Regional. Yep. I, I think that there are a lot of similarities from the earlier series in the field, but Andy touched on it. The, the fact that Auburn didn't see DeLucia in a starting role. He pitched some in game three in a relief appearance, but not in a starting role. And the fact that Joseph Gonzalez was still trying to recover from the injury to the, the middle finger on his right hand. Um, they didn't see him at all they've seen him they saw him last year for an inning and a relief outing but that's it they're good up the middle as well with bench and shot and gonzalez and they're good in center and tim elko at first base i mean they're listen when you get to this level as cliche as it sounds that both teams are fielding well pitching well hitting well um i I don't think you can expect all three games in in plainsman park were were runaway games there weren't close games that were played i don't think you can expect the same type of game tomorrow night We'll wrap things up with Brad Law and Andy Burcham of the Auburn Sports Network with the one question everyone wants to know the answer to. Uh, do you need a car in Omaha, and have you gotten one? Have you Is, is, is there a rental car available for you guys out there? We, we No. <laughs> uh, we've not gotten one ourselves. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we're very close to the ballpark, and we're within walking distance to a lot that's, of stuff. That's even and better. Yeah, yeah. If we yeah. need access to a vehicle, there are a couple floating around, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. not one in our names. They will They will usually provide one for the coaches. Am I right? I mean, these kind of events, the, the coaches are provided one by yeah. the NCAA if they right. need it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so that's good. All right, guys. Well, uh, 6.30, or pardon me, 6 p.m. first pitch. What's the on-air plan? Typical 15 minutes, or are we going longer for the College World Series? Yeah, 5.45 for our on-air. We'll do another uh, Facebook Live event at some point tomorrow before the game. Have a lot of fun with those. So great stuff, fellas. Uh, we'll we'll do another lot. We'll do another video tonight from practice. Offer practices tonight at five. I'm not sure where. It may be over at the Creighton Ball Fields. So. Okay. All right. Well, again, uh, it's been a thrill listening to you guys on the weekends of the last couple, and we will do it again this weekend, my friend. Best of luck. Enjoy Omaha. We hope it's a long stay, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. War Eagle. There you go. War Eagle. Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, Brad Law, Director of Broadcasting and Broadcast Operations for the Auburn Sports Network, joining us. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page, online at PressBoxRadio.com, or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox. Box.